0: Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 410 of the Locked On New Year Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Today's episode of Locked On New Year Rangers is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And today, got a lot to get through. Again, we are going to be talking about the Rangers and Igor Shosturkin reportedly nearing a contract extension. I absolutely love this move. I love the idea of kind of getting in front of this because sooner or later, Igor Shosturkin is going to need to get paid by the Rangers. And we will talk about that in greater detail in just a second. We will also be discussing... Henrik Lundqvist, he is said to be wanting to come back to the NHL this season. We will talk about uh, if we can see that happening in one scenario or another, and or if it's possible that Henrik Lundqvist could come back to the Rangers uh, one season after leaving the team. We will discuss all that. And we've also got to get into this New York Ranger draft class of 2021 here. So we're going to be talking about center, Ryder, Korzak, He was the second player that the Rangers drafted this year. He went in the third round, and we will discuss him and his future NHL prospects in just a second. But like I said, we got to start with Igor Shosturkin, the guy that I think most fans are hoping and expecting to become the franchise goalie of the New York Rangers if he hasn't done that already. Uh, he has only played 47 games. But the reason why you know everybody's antenna sort of went up and they started wondering if The Rangers and Igor Shesterkin were talking about a contract extension is the simple fact that Igor did not file for salary arbitration yesterday. And this is a tweet from friend of the show, Vince Mercagliano. Vince covers the Rangers for USA Today Sports, LoHud.com, and several other publications as well. This is what Vince had to say about the Igor Shesterkin situation. As you might imagine, Igor Shosturkin not filing for arbitration yesterday was a good sign. It sounds like the 25-year-old goalie and the New York Rangers are getting close on a deal in the $5.75 million to $6 million average annual value range. Kinks to iron out, but confidence, it's happening. So, for me, I mean, this is fantastic news. I don't want to speak for every New York Ranger fan. Maybe there's certain fans out there that think that, uh, you know, Igor Shosturkin has only played a handful of games. You need to be sold a little bit more on Igor long-term going forward. But I've kind of been saying on here, this, this kind of echoes the sentiments that I've been sharing with you guys. The Rangers would be best served to get ahead of this when it comes to guys like Igor Shosturkin and Adam Fox and maybe even Mika Zibanejad if you want to keep Mika Zibanejad in the fold. Because sooner or later, if these guys are going to stick with the Rangers, and you know the Rangers want to hang on to Igor Shosturkin long-term, you know that they want to hold on to Adam Fox long-term, Mika Zibanejad, it's up for debate. There's a couple of different ways that could go. But for Igor and Fox specifically, they 100% are big parts of the Ranger future. They are vital pieces to this team and this franchise and its aspirations of turning into a Stanley Cup contender. So I think the thing to do with both players is to sit down and negotiate a long-term deal with each of them and get them under contract for the foreseeable future before, really before next season starts, because the price is just going to continue to go up. If Igor Sisterkin goes out there, has another excellent season, his asking price is going to increase. Same thing for Adam Fox. And they're already... Uh, Fox especially, but I'd say Igor to a lesser extent. They're already established NHL players and guys who, once again, look to be big, big parts of this New York Ranger future. Now, of course, this whole contract negotiation thing going on with Igor Shesterkin it's not yet a done deal, and we don't know, at least as of yet, how many years Igor will be signing for if the deal ultimately gets done. But I think, once again, most of us are probably encouraged by the idea of Igor Shosturkin being locked up long-term and uh, penciled in as the Ranger franchise goalie. You need a franchise goalie. And we, as Ranger fans, are pretty spoiled because it's looking like, you know, if this if this deal does get done, whether it happens later today, next week, whenever it might happen, it's looking like the Rangers will basically have consecutive franchise goalies between Henrik Lundqvist and Igor Shosturkin. And again, I don't want to jump the gun here because Igor Shesterkin has only played 47 career NHL games plus the one playoff game. So he's got a long, long, long way to go before we really, truly start comparing him to Henrik Lundqvist. But I think the potential is at least there. And the Rangers... They've been tremendously high on Igor Shosturkin, really ever since they drafted him, and certainly ever since he made his NHL debut, and you know everything we've seen over these past couple of seasons here. And the reason why we're spoiled is because there are teams in the NHL that look for years, if not decades, to find a franchise goalie. And the idea that you know Henrik Lundqvist and Igor Shosturkin were teammates. That means that we've basically just gone from one franchise goalie to another. And you look at teams around this league, there's so many of them. They have not had anything even resembling a franchise goalie in years, and in some cases, decades. The Philadelphia Flyers certainly come to mind. I mean, it's basically been a turnstile as far as who their uh, starting goalie is. I know that Carter Hart, you know, there's some love for him, but he struggled a little bit this past season. You look at a team like the Islanders, the Islanders have gotten really good goaltending play over these past couple of seasons from Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin to a lesser extent as well. But I don't think Varlamov is really their franchise goalie. I don't think they're looking to roll with him for the next decade plus. We'll see what happens with Sorokin. But the Penguins, you know, that's another team right there. And they had a franchise goalie and they let him go. So the Rangers, us as Ranger fans, we have to be feeling really, really good about this. Because, again, there are teams that look for years and years and years and years to find the guy. And we had the guy with Henrik Lundqvist. And fingers crossed, all indications are that we're going to have the guy with Igor Shesterkin as well. And with Igor, by no means am I ready to mention him alongside the all-time greats or anything like that, I'm just saying that everything we've seen so far from Igor Shosturkin really throughout his entire hockey career, and also in these past two seasons that he's spent with the New York Rangers, there's no reason to believe that the Rangers would ever, for a second, regret extending him if they indeed hammer out this extension this offseason. He's been great everywhere he's been, he's off to a very promising start in his NHL career, and he seems to have a cool head on his shoulders, and I suppose the one One thing you could say uh, against Igor Shesterkin is that we have not yet seen him in the playoffs. He did play that one game against the Carolina Hurricanes, not this past season, but the season before when the NHL had that 2014 playoff tournament. But, I mean, it's just one game. And I think, you know with Igor Shesterkin, the way that he carries himself, the cool head that he's got on his shoulders, I would think that his style of play would translate pretty well to postseason hockey. I mean, for starters, he's just really, really good. But the fact that he seems to have a kind of go with the flow kind of attitude, uh, very relaxed, seems to, you know, stay calm in some big moments in NHL games, I think that that's all things that are working in his favor. So no guarantees, but I like Igor's chances of getting it done in the playoffs if and when the Rangers end up becoming, end up developing into a perennial playoff team. And... Not to beat a dead horse here, but if the Raiders can really get Igor Shesterkin locked up for somewhere between $5.75 million and $6 million, which is the reported price range that he might be signing for, then I think most of us will sign up for that over giving that same money to Pavel Buchnevich, because Buchnevich is going to be making $5.8 million this next season. And I say all this, once again, as a big, big Pavel Buchnevich fan, but to me, like I've been saying, Trading Pavel Buchnevich is something that kind of became a necessary evil for this team. It's just the nature of the business with professional sports. You have to let some guys go. And uh, the Rangers, they're going to need to spend that money that Pavel Buchnevich got with the Blues, they're going to need to spend that money on players who... I think, frankly, are just more important to the Rangers going forward. And Igor Shosturkin is one of them. Adam Fox is another. And down the road, we could be looking at guys like Kako, Lafreniere, Krasov, players like that. Players that have a higher ceiling than Pavel Buchnevich and figure to be a bigger part of the Rangers' plans going forward than Pavel Buchnevich was going to be. So, you know what? Go Rangers. Go Igor. Let's go ahead and get this guy paid and locked up long-term. And uh, hopefully, you know, there is that limit. A team can only sign one of its own guys for eight years at at the most. That's the maximum. But if the Rangers and Igor want to go eight years here, I'm completely fine with that. Igor Shesterkin is currently 25 years old. So if they were to give him to an eight-year deal, he'd still only be 33 when the deal ends. So as far as I'm concerned, you can go ahead and lock up this guy long-term. Uh, he's done a great job in the NHL thus far. And you can use the eye test or just go with the stats in his NHL career thus far. Like we talked about, 47 games, 43 of those are starts. He has a record of 26, 16, and three. A goals against average of just 2.59. A save percentage of 921, and two shutouts. And his best days could very well be in front of him. So if you can get this guy locked up long term once again for five and three quarters million dollars to six million dollars, sign me up for it. I think a lot of Ranger fans would probably agree there. I don't want to speak for everybody because there might be some people who want to see a little bit more of Igor Shesterkin before committing to him long-term. But I think for the most part, this is a move that's going to make a lot of Ranger fans very, very happy. And maybe even something of a make good by Chris Drury and company uh, for people looking for the Rangers to make kind of a splashy move. I mean, obviously, Igor Shesterkin is already on the Rangers, but to get him locked up, get your franchise goalie locked up for the foreseeable future, I think, once again, a lot of Ranger fans are going to be feeling very, very good about that. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to RockAuto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store So now we shift our attention from the guy that I think we all hope will become the next New York Ranger franchise goalie to the guy who was most recently the New York Ranger franchise goalie, and that, of course, is Henrik Lundqvist. There are reports that he still wants to play in the NHL, This, despite missing this entire last season due to having open-heart surgery. Of course, he signed the one-year deal with the Washington Capitals, never actually got to play a game with them. As far as... Henrik Lundqvist potentially making a return to the NHL and maybe even doing it with the New York Rangers. The sentimental part of me says, yes, absolutely. Bring Henrik Lundqvist back. The King returns. I think the fans would be into it. I think certainly his former teammates would welcome him back with open arms. So there's a part of me that really, really wants to see this happen. The guy was the personification of class when he was here and allow me to state the obvious, a phenomenal goalie a absolute franchise legend, really an NHL legend in general, and somebody that's going to be a slam-dunk Hall of Famer. If I'm looking at this objectively and kind of taking the emotion out of it, I, like a lot of you, would love to see a reunion with Henrik Lundqvist. I know he was with the Capitals last season, but he never actually played a game for them. So if he comes back and actually suits up for games for the New York Rangers this season, then the Rangers will still be the only team in the NHL that he's ever actually played games for. And he, despite having open-heart surgery— was at least given a chance to return to the Capitals this past season. Obviously, it did not happen. But I'm actually getting a little bit ahead of myself here as far as him potentially returning to the Rangers because, first and foremost, Henrik Lundqvist needs to get clearance and assurances that it is safe for him to come back to the NHL and return to hockey and return to the grind of playing in the NHL, the best hockey league in the world, and really everything that comes with it. The practices, the training, the travel, everything. So... That's first and foremost. Henrik Lundqvist's health and safety comes before everything else, and he apparently is still waiting some medical clearances. This according to a tweet from TSN's Bob McKenzie. As far as there being a fit with the New York Rangers, a reunion between the King and the Rangers, is it possible? It is possible. But let me just kind of go through everything here. Look at this from every conceivable angle. So for starters, Henrik Lundqvist will turn 40 this upcoming March, and I think We do need to be a little bit honest with ourselves. The reason that a lot of us are kind of open to the idea of Henrik Lundqvist coming to the Rangers, and maybe even some of us really, really want this to happen, the reason that anybody is even considering this a possibility is the fact that Henrik Lundqvist spent his entire Hall of Fame career with the New York Rangers and was an absolute legend for this team. Because if Henrik Lundqvist had spent his entire career for the Arizona Coyotes, the San Jose Sharks, the Vancouver Canucks, just some random team like that, and probably a Western Conference team. I don't think that anybody would really be clamoring for this. I mean, he is 40 years old. He is coming off of open heart surgery. And I think there would just be some concern about whether, you know, he can step back onto an NHL rink and compete at the highest level in the world. You know, can he still be an effective goalie? And I think that for a lot of us, the only real desire to see him return. It doesn't come from expecting him to have an outstanding season. He might go out there and have a good season. He might be able to compete. Maybe he adjusts to a backup role, and if you only play him you know, every so often, maybe that works in his favor. It reduces his workload, and he can step onto the ice and give you some good hockey. That's at least possible. I'm not going to say that's impossible, but... I just feel like if this, if Henrik Lundqvist had played for his entire career with another team, I don't think too many of us would be uh, you know, kind of going with the idea of, hey, let's bring in Henrik Lundqvist, who's going to turn 40 this season, to the New York Rangers. I think we just have to be honest with ourselves about that fact. But with all that said, it's okay to be a little bit sentimental sometimes, and I think Lundqvist and the idea of him returning to the New York Rangers is a prime example of that because I'd be lying if I said that I was not intrigued by this idea and that there's a part of me that is hoping that this would happen because I I would love to see it. It's something that I just think would be really cool, seeing Henrik Lundqvist return as a backup to Igor Shosturkin for the rest of his career. Uh, You know the Garden would be rocking every single time that Henrik Lundqvist was on the ice, especially given the fact that we all know everything he's gone through. I mean, he was bought out by the Rangers, so obviously let go in very unceremonious fashion, and then he signs the one-year deal with the Washington Capitals, and then he goes through the open-heart surgery and has now worked his way back to getting back into the NHL, if that's indeed what happens. So we'll see. And there is something else that I think kind of cracks the door as far as a potential Henrik Lundqvist return to the New York Rangers, and we will discuss what that is in just a second here. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So like I said, there is something that cracks the door just a little bit for a Henrik Lundqvist return to the Rangers, and that is the fact that Alex Georgiev, and this is kind of up in the air. There's varying reports about how serious Georgiev and his camp are about this, but apparently Alex Georgiev and his camp are, quote, open to a move. I don't think it's a situation where they've demanded that Alex Georgiev be traded, but it sounds like it wouldn't exactly break Alex Georgiev's heart if the Rangers were to trade him somewhere else. And it's pretty easy to see why. I mean, you go into this past season and you've got Igor Shostakovich and Alex Georgiev both kind of gunning for the starting job. I think most of us We're hoping and probably expecting that Igor Shosturkin would eventually take the bull by the horns and outplay Alex Georgiev and be the franchise goalie that we all want him to be and just claim the starting job for himself. And in due time, that did happen this past season. So Alex Georgiev and his people, they're probably looking at it as, well, the Rangers, they're going with Igor Shosturkin. They clearly love him. He's clearly the chosen goalie on this team. And so it might make sense for Alex Georgiev. He wants to start, and and you can't fault him for that. So it makes all the sense in the world to me that Alex Georgiev might be looking to go somewhere else this offseason and might be kind of hoping and maybe even leaning on the Rangers a little bit For him to be traded. I'm sure Georgiev, once again, wants to go to a place where he can bare minimum compete for the starting job, and I'm not so sure that's going to happen with the Rangers. They'll say all the right things, and you get a new coach, a new coaching staff, a new GM, all that good stuff, and they'll say, hey, you know, everybody's got to earn their spot this season, but I think all of us pretty much expect Igor Shusurkin to be between the pipes on opening night and for him to get the vast majority of starts throughout the season, so it's easy to see why Alex Georgiev might be looking to go elsewhere. As far as Georgiev's contract, he carries a cap hit of $2.425 million for this upcoming season, and he will then be a restricted free agent after this upcoming season ends. But one way or another, whether you know he ends up getting traded this offseason or whether the Rangers look to trade him after the season that happens, I think Alex Georgiev's days on the New York Rangers are probably numbered. As we've seen throughout the years, and I realize front office people who make these decisions have kind of come and gone throughout the years for the New York Rangers, but the Rangers have never been a franchise that has valued the backup goaltender position all that much. If you look at Henrik Lundqvist's tenure, when he was the franchise goalie for 15 years or however long it was, there was always kind of a revolving door in that backup goalie spot behind him. You know, it was Kevin Weeks for a while. It was Marty Biron. Andrej Pavlic was here for a season. uh, Antti Ranta was here for like two seasons. Cam Talbot was here for two seasons, and most recently, obviously, Igor Shosturkin and Alex Georgiev have both been in the mix, and we've kind of gotten the passing of the torch moment with Igor Shosturkin now looking like he is going to be the franchise goalie, but it's a position that there's a lot of uh, turnover when it comes to the New York Rangers, so it would make sense given the fact that Alex Georgiev wants a trade and that the Rangers could actually clear up some cap space because Georgiev is carrying a $2.425 million cap hit for this upcoming season. Henrik Lundqvist would not get that much. I think when Henrik Lundqvist comes back, if and when he comes back and signs with a team, he's going to be somewhere in the $1 million range, just like he was with the Capitals this past season. So you'd save some money there. And I think, you know, Keith Kincaid is still in the mix. He's still under contract for next season as well. So if the Rangers, trade Georgiev, I think the next move... If you really want to bring Henrik Lundqvist back, you sign him to a, you know, fairly inexpensive deal somewhere in the $1 million range. And I think you keep Keith Kincaid in the mix for this upcoming season. And you could be looking at another three-goalie rotation, which is less than ideal, But I just think that you might want some Henrik Lundqvist insurance because if you bring him back, there's a lot of unknowns here. we got to be honest. We know that Henrik Lundqvist was in decline even before the open-heart surgery. You know, his goals against average these past two seasons had crept above the 3.0 mark. And so I think you would want somebody there who can— kind of uh, be a little bit of a safety net for Henrik Lundqvist if it really goes south. And I really hope that doesn't happen. We don't want to see Henrik Lundqvist going out there for the New York Rangers and getting lit up every single night. I don't think that would happen, but just in case it does, I think it's still a good idea to have Keith Kincaid under contract. Keith Kincaid is only making about 825000 for this upcoming season, so he doesn't even make a dent as far as the cap hit is concerned. And Kincaid played pretty well this past year. So I think... That's what you do. You kind of look at another three-goalie rotation with Lundqvist, with Kincaid, and with, obviously, Igor Shosturkin. I think Igor Shosturkin, you dress him every single night. I think you probably dress Henrik Lundqvist far more often than not, and that's just kind of what you do. Keith Kincaid is a healthy scratch on most nights, and you just try to make it work with the three goalies. And I think it'll be less problematic this time around because Igor Shosturkin is penciled in as the starter far more often than not. It's not like when it was Igor and Lundqvist and Georgiev, and it was truly a three-man rotation. I mean, it felt, for a while there, it felt like every goalie was starting about one-third of the games. You won't have that problem this time. Igor will be the man pretty much night in and night out, and then you kind of rotate between Kincaid and Lundqvist whenever Igor needs a breather. So it's something that the path exists. The path to Henrik Lundqvist coming back to the New York Rangers definitely exists, although there's a lot of things that I think need to happen for that you know, dream scenario to become a reality, because I know there's a lot of people that want to see Henrik Lundqvist back with the Rangers and uh, closing out his career here. So I'm open to the idea, but again, there's a lot of things that need to happen. First and foremost, Henrik Lundqvist getting clear by medical professionals and being told that it's okay for him to continue his NHL career and that he won't be endangering himself in any way. But hey, we can all dream, right? You know, Henrik Lundqvist, it would be the storybook. imagine if Henrik Lundqvist comes back to the Rangers and they somehow win a Stanley Cup this upcoming season. And I know that's a lot of crazy things that have to happen, but it would be the storybook ending to end all storybook endings. And to kind of change gears here and just kind of wrap up for the day, as promised, I did want to talk about Third round draft pick for the New York Rangers center, Ryder Korzak. You know, I wanted to get into this draft class a little bit earlier than I did. The draft class of 2021, of course. Uh, But you guys know how it is. The NHL schedule, the offseason schedule, very, very dense. And there's a lot of stuff happening all at once. We had an expansion draft this season on top of the regular NHL draft, on top of free agency and all the trades and just everything. Everything happens all in a very short amount of time here. And with the draft picks, you know, I figure they're not going anywhere. We can talk about them at our leisure on here. And just kinda go one by one here. But for today, like I said, wanted to talk about Ryder Korzak, uh, the second player that the Rangers took in this year's draft. They took him with the first overall pick in the third round. And for anybody looking for any takes on Brandon Offman, Offman, of course, was selected by the Rangers in the first round with the number 15 overall pick or number 16 overall pick, depending on how you look at it. If you want some thoughts on Brandon Offman, I recommend episodes 397 as well as 404. 397 was before the draft, and we were looking at different players that the Rangers could maybe look to choose with that number 15 overall pick. And then 404 was our reaction after the Rangers did indeed pick Brandon Offman. So Offman is covered in both of those episodes. Again, 397 and 404. I like the Offman pick, but I, like a lot of Ranger fans, was sort of looking for them to take a center. It just seems like it's the glaring, I don't want to say weakness, because it, it seems like they have some good centers going into this season coming up, but there's a lot of uncertainty at that position going forward with Mika Zibanejad Set to become an unrestricted free agent after this season. Ditto for Ryan Strom and ditto even for Kevin Rooney. So three out of the four will be UFAs when this season ended. So to me, it made all the sense in the world for the Rangers to select a center with their first round selection, but instead they wait until the third round. And by this point, I was saying, okay, it's got to be a center. It's got to be a center. The Rangers have to be picking a center here, and this pick of Korzak, like we said, was actually the first selection of the third round. This pick originally belonged to the Buffalo Sabres, but the Rangers acquired this pick in the trade that sent Jimmy VZ to Buffalo. VZ spent all of one season with the Buffalo Sabres and then split this past season between Toronto and Vancouver, so I don't know, just another example of the Sabres being the Sabres, just giving away a third-round pick for basically nothing. And, you know, VZ, he's never really taken off in the NHL. He's now 28 years old, so this is looking like a good move for the New York Rangers. And obviously, it helps that the Sabres were, frankly, terrible this past season. And so, They end up having the first overall pick in the draft, the first overall pick in every single round of the draft, and as a result of that, the Rangers once again get to select their guy with the first pick of the third round here. Gonna read you guys a couple of scouting reports, also share some of his stats with you. Uh, Let's go ahead and jump into the stats first, though, actually. Korczak is 5'10", 159 pounds, so obviously not the biggest guy on the ice. He has a ready shot, and he has spent the last four years in the WHL. The first two of those came with the Calgary Hitmen. And then these past two seasons, he spent with the Moose Jaw Warriors. And he put up very modest offensive numbers with the Calgary Hitmen in 53 total games there. He scored eight goals and had seven assists, so just 15 points in the 50 games. But then in 2019-2020, his first season with the Moose Jaw Warriors, that's a fantastic name, by the way, uh, he was an alternate captain there. And skated in 62 games with the Moose Jaw Warriors, had 18 goals and 49 assists, so 67 points in 62 games was a minus 40 overall, so that makes your eyebrows go up a little bit. I mean, what was going on when he was on the ice? Uh, but obviously, he delivered from an offensive production standpoint, and then this past season with the Moose Jaw Warriors, 2020-2021, 17 games, three goals, and 13 assists, and so during his tenure with the Moose Jaw Warriors, Corkzak has been a point-per-game player, more than a point-per-game player. And to find a player of that caliber with that kind of offensive output in the third round, that's about as much as you can ask for by this point because those point-per-game players by this point are kind of flying off the board a little bit. And Korzak, obviously a guy who has a knack for the offensive aspects of the game, and I also have some rankings in front of me here. There are eight in total, and this ranges anywhere from an individual as far as where they had Korczak ranked to any kind of uh, hockey publication, including Dauber Prospects, Recruit Scouting, and McKean's Hockey. And they had him ranked anywhere from number 26 in the draft to number 52 in the draft. So, And, and a lot of these are in the 30s and the 40s, so it would seem like the Rangers got him a little bit later than... A lot of people expected him to still be there. So for that, from that point of view, I think it's a pretty nice pick by the Rangers. He was the number 65 overall player taken in the draft. And so none of these hockey publications had him ranked uh, worse than where he went. The worst ranking that he had, like we mentioned, was number 52 overall. He generally was ranked in the 30s and the 40s. And so it looks like, you know, he obviously fell a little bit farther than a lot of people thought he was going to fall in this draft. And the Rangers pounced and they got their guy. As far as, you know, going through all these scouting reports and getting a general feel for what these scouts, these professional scouts, think of Ryder Korzak, Uh for starters, as far as strengths go, it seems like uh, his skating is very good. He's a facilitator, a playmaker, guy who can set his teammates up for some goals. He has good vision and some good hockey IQ. As far as areas where he needs to improve, apparently, I mean, first of all, he's clearly not the biggest guy on the ice, and they need him to get a little bit stronger, which can happen in due time. Again, he is only 18 years old, and it sounds like he's not exactly the best face-off guy in the WHL. So, I mean, hey, he'll fit right in with the Rangers because the Rangers don't win face-offs. But um, yeah, that's obviously an area where he could stand to improve as well. And it sounds like he's a little bit of a pass-first guy and sometimes to a fall. Sometimes he'll hesitate to take the shot, even when it seems like a good shot is there. So, you know, these are all areas where he can improve, and I do think it's a good overall pick for the Rangers. And like I said, it sounds like they got him later than it sounds like most scouts thought that he would be on the board still if that makes sense. I didn't word that very well. But you get the idea. He slipped a little bit farther than people thought that he was going to slip in the draft, and the Rangers were there, and they got him. They got him later than he was expected to be available. Uh, So overall, again, I like the pick. He's drawn some comparisons to Braden Point, and if that ends up being the case, if he's anything like Braden Point, then the Rangers got a steal in the third round here. And I'll leave you with a scouting report from Elite Prospects. They obviously do a great job covering every NHL draft, and this is what they had to say about Korzak. Puck handling is Korzak's defining skill using a combination of herky-jerky movement, deception, and pace to beat defenders. On the power play, his deception reaches another level, threatening shots to set up cross-slot feeds. And the shot's dangerous, too. He changes the angle on his shots and occasionally rifles a curl-and-drag wrister around a defender. But that's going to pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert, Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts.